this week. It's all about preventing yourself from becoming overwhelmed and learning to build more realistic days. And welcome to episode 299 of the Working With Podcast, a podcast to answer all your questions about productivity, time management, self-development and goal planning. My name is Carl Pauline and I am your host of this show. How much stuff do you have to do today? Do you think you will complete it all? Does it even have to be all done today? These are just some of the questions you may ask yourself that will help you to see whether you are running close to being overwhelmed or are already overwhelmed. There are a number of reasons why you may find yourself consistently overwhelmed, one of which is not having any prioritizational techniques in place. If you cannot, or do not prioritize the stuff coming at you, you will treat everything as being important. And given that you cannot do everything all at once, your brain will slide into panic mode, leaving you feeling overwhelmed and not knowing where to begin. Another reason is because you believe you can do a lot more than you realistically can. You cannot do 50 tasks, attend six 45-minute meetings and deal with over 200 emails in a day. Nobody can. Even if you went without sleep, didn't eat or bathe, you would still not get through all those meetings, tasks and emails. So, with that said, let me now hand you over to the mystery podcast voice for this week's question. This week's question comes from Paolo. Paolo asks, Hi Carl, I've learned a lot from you over the last two or three years and I'm very grateful to you. My question is, I still feel overwhelmed by everything I have to do and was wondering if you have any tips or tricks that will help me to stop feeling overwhelmed. Hi, Paolo. Thank you for your question. This is one area I have thought a lot about over the years. Why is it, with all the technology we have today, do we feel more overworked and overwhelmed than ever before? I mean, technology is supposed to make our lives easier, not more stressful, yet life isn't easier or less stressful. Part of the problem is with the technology it's more convenient than ever to collect stuff. If you wanted to learn more about yoga, you would have had to have found a few hours to go to your local library to research the subject. Today, you can read thousands of websites without leaving your sofa. Email is easier to send than a letter. A text or Teams message is easier to compose than making a phone call. And adding another to-do to a task list is much easier than pulling out a notebook, finding our pen and writing it down. When something is easy, we will do more of it than if it was difficult. The other problem with technology and apps in particular is these are designed to keep you hooked. This means we are encouraged to pour more and more stuff into them 
and spend more and more time organizing and moving stuff around so we can tell everyone how wonderful a particular app is. Just look at how Notion hooks people. It has a ton of features. You can create beautifully designed templates and share them with the world. And this encourages you to join more and more groups looking for more and more templates to download and try out. Just remember, with all this playing and organizing, you are not doing any work. So while you have great looking and fantastically organized tools, you have an ever-growing list of things that you are not getting done. When we realize we have to do some of the work we are organizing, it's a huge disappointment and the fun stops. This is one of the reasons why I often say our apps need to be boring. If they are boring, we spend as little time as possible in them, which is great because if we're not organizing and fiddling, we have no choice but to do the work, which in turn reduces the overwhelm li overwhelming lists that are accumulating. But let's return to the prioritization point. The starting point here is to know what your core work is. What are you employed to do and what does that look like at a task level? It's no good saying I'm employed to sell or teach or design. That tells you nothing at a task level. What does selling involve? How many calls do you need to make each day? How many appointments per day will enable you to reach your sales target each month? It's making those calls and setting up those appointments that are the tasks you need to be doing each day before anything else. That is your priority. Beyond your work, knowing what your areas of focus are, what they mean to you and what you must do each day or week to keep them in balance is critical if you want to ensure that what you do each day serves you and moves you towards building the life you want to live. One of the first books on time management I read was a book by Hiram Smith. Hiram Smith was the creator of the Franklin Planner and his book, The Ten Natural Laws of Time and Life Management, was the book that launched Franklin Planner. By the way, you can still buy that book on Amazon and you can still also buy the Franklin Planner. Now, Smith spends around a quarter of the book discussing the importance of governing values. These are the values you hold dear, and by observing them, you have a natural prioritization workflow. For example, if you place your family above your work, if your boss asks you to stay behind to do some extra work when it's your daughter or son's birthday, you would not hesitate to say no to your boss. There is a hierarchy of values and there is a hierarchy of areas of focus. At different times in your life, your areas of focus hierarchy will change. When you are in school, self-development will be near the top. As you get older, finances and health and fitness will likely rise. Perhaps in your 30s, your career or business will be close to the top. It's in this area where we are all different. The key is knowing what your areas of focus are and what's most important right now and ensuring you are prioritizing anything that will help you accomplish what you want to accomplish there. 
Now, that's all the background stuff. Spending a little time there and working out what is most important to you right now will help you to make decisions faster. Now, what about strategy? Well, the simplest way to get on top of everything is to group similar tasks together and do them in one single session. For example, email and communications. Rather than reacting every time an email comes in and responding to it, Move the, the, the main to the, move the mail to the action folder for later. Then, at the allocated time, open up that folder and begin with the oldest one and work your way down. Do as many as you can in the time you've allowed for this activity. If you consistently do this every day, you will soon find yourself on top of your mail. Let's be honest, if you have 400 actionable emails, you won't be able to do them all in one day. So don't try. Focus on spending an hour each day on it and watch what happens. Do the same for admin. Schedule an hour a day for your admin. We all have admin to do. That could be activity reports, expenses, banking or attendance records. Don't let it become a backlog. Allocate time each day for doing it. This consistency will soon have you back on top of everything. The great thing about having a consistent time for doing things like communications and admin is it very quickly becomes a habit. I cannot imagine going to dinner without clearing my actionable email first. Similarly, once dinner is over, I love sitting down with a cup of tea and doing my admin. Sure, admin is boring, but a great cup of tea and a bit of music can do wonders for these monotonous tasks like admin. Now, for more meaningful work, work that requires an hour or more. If you know this to be the case, you will need to find the time for it. There's no point in hoping you will find the time. You won't. Time does not like a vacuum, so you will always be doing something. Sleeping, watching TV, reading, playing computer games or whatever. So the key is to be intentional with your time. Sure, rest time should be included. If you feel tired, make the decision to stop and take a break. Equally, if you know you have an important piece of work to do and it will take you longer than an hour or so, schedule the time. Be intentional. It won't happen by accident. A strategy I use is to block out two hours each day on my calendar for focused work. Every morning between 9.30 and 11.30 a.m. I do something meaningful. That could be writing, working on a project or doing client work. My calendar tells me what type of work I will be doing and my task manager gives me a list of tasks associated with that activity. It's simple. It allows me to get focused work done each day. It's having this structure and consistency built into your days that ensures you get your work done. You don't have to do everything in one day. You just need to know what you will do in your two hours. I knew before I began today I would be writing this script today in my two hours. I know tomorrow I will be finishing off this week's newsletter and sending it out. If you work a typical eight-hour day, you still have four hours free for other things, allowing for your one hour of communications and an hour for admin. That's more than enough for emergencies, sudden requests from clients and customers 
and other unknowns. I hope that has helped, Paolo, and thank you for your question, and thank you to you too for listening. It just remains for me now to wish you all a very, very productive week. (laughs) 